Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, we interview successful female real estate investors who share their stories, share their triumphs, share their, their biggest mistakes, and share their best advice for us. And today, I'm super excited to have Kwania Escarne as our guest, um, partly because she's has had great results in, re, in her real estate investing, but also because of the fact that she teaches people around about money. She's a, she teaches around money and helps people think in out-of-the-box ways around money. For most people, I think that the way that society teaches us about money and wealth keep people from being as successful as possible. I know that the lessons that I was taught as a kid um, were not serving me to, to build wealth. They, they would have kept me um, working and decidedly middle class or, and in debt in a lot of ways uh, until my retirement. And it's, it's only by learning how to think differently around money that I was able to shift my life and, and have more a lucrative experience. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. So I'm super excited for our guest today. So Aquania is the founder and CEO of RRD Investments, a real estate investment company focused on leveraging the power of real estate to create generational wealth. She owns almost a million dollars of real estate in Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. And her passion for real estate stems from her entrepreneurial spirit inherited from her parents. In addition to handling the daily demands of running RRD Investments, Aquania is a financial coach who equips her clients with, as I said, outside-the-box finance tips and tricks people can incorporate in their daily lives in order to meet and exceed their financial and personal goals. Her coaching is individually tailored to address all financial situations. And with a keen eye on developing the next generation, Aquania also teaches youth financial literacy classes. She's recently launched a new website, thepurposeofmoney.com, for women focused on building generational wealth for their families. I love it. So welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Not as excited as I am to have you. So um, tell me, how did you get started in real estate investing? So interestingly enough, um, my dad and my mom are both inspirations to me. My mom being self-employed most of my life, my dad being a real estate investor himself. So my first introduction to the concept of real estate and not wanting to live paycheck to paycheck was from my dad when he gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad in high school. And then also at that time owned about 10 plus properties in Georgia where I'm originally from. And I always had this desire that, you know, when I have enough money, I want to be a real estate investor too. But I have to admit the first property that my husband and I acquired was actually by opportunity stance. Um, My job shipped me off to Dubai and allowed me to take my family with me, and we had to rent our home. So it was a property we lived in, and then we eventually rented 
Um, it wasn't until we came back from Dubai that I was a lot more intentional about real estate investing and pursuing uh, property in Philadelphia where the property um, held value, good neighborhoods, but also rented really well because I tend to focus on buy and holds because I'm a little more conservative sometimes when it comes to real estate investing. Okay. So, okay, so that's great. So you had, you had, the, you owned your own home and then you, you left to go to Dubai, which is very cool. And then um, <laughs> an accidental landlord, in, you know, unintentional landlord. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. So when you came back and you were in Philly, what was that first property that you, you purchased as a, as a rental? So I actually was still living in D.C., never moved to Philly, but had a colleague that I work with who's from the area and went to Temple and was mm-hmm. telling me about, you know, she goes to Pennsylvania like almost every weekend to hang out with friends, and it was cheaper to buy a home than to rent a hotel. And so when she told me that, I was like, wait, I don't understand, like, please explain more. So that's when she got into the numbers and how there's some uh, West Philadelphia properties or throughout the city actually that are fairly affordable and a mortgage is like 250 to $300. And I said, that's impossible. Like where, where do you find stuff like that? And, and, and then what do you rent for? So we started talking about, well, you could rent at 900 to 1200 and you have this $250, mortgage. So I immediately was like, well, I'm curious, and I want to check it out for myself. So I asked her for her realtor recommendation, which she gave me his name, and I called him right away. And the first weekend I went up to Philly, I saw about five or six properties in one Saturday. And it was in that process because he works with investors. So he was like, I'm going to show you things that don't look pretty, but they have potential. So we looked at estate sales, uh, properties with current tenants who the owner was just trying to sell or potentially move the tenants out and start over. So they, they were what we call ugly houses. They were not pretty by any means. But he showed us the potential as well and even was able to sort of suggest potential contractors so one of the things I liked is he knew his market really well. He, um, I do like to work with people of color if I can, and he is a person of color. And so he was able to really show five strong properties in one day. So we actually um, put a bid on one of the properties that same weekend that at the, you know, happened to be an estate sale where the previous owner had lived there since 1980. So it was a, basically owned by one person um, in the last 20-plus years. And then the family just really wanted the cash, so they were up for negotiating. So that was something in our favor. Um, we negotiated the price. We also you know, worked with them on a short timeline for closing. So those were two things that worked in our favor. And then the bones of the house were not only good, but some of the house was too because the owner being the person who lived there and kept it up pretty much worked on the things that needed to be done. So a lot of the work that we had to do was cosmetic. We repainted, we changed some of the flooring, and then we had a little bit of plumbing to do, but it wasn't as significant rehab as you would say. I love that. So um, there's so many great things about that. First, the fact that you 
and I always tell people real estate investing is a team sport, right? So it's really important to get the right people to work with you. Mm-hmm. And the fact mm-hmm. that you have this great realtor who really knew who knew the market. So that's super important too to have somebody who's super familiar with the market. And it also understands investing because not every realtor met I could find that most don't really understand what an investor needs. A lot of them, they just help people get owner-occupied, you know, their own mm-hmm. homes. They don't understand. So that was really smart. And, um, and then just looking at the numbers and knowing that it's not like you live where you want to live and that's where the numbers make sense. So that's mm-hmm. also that's different market but also going and finding a house that maybe you wouldn't want to live in it's kind of ugly right right? so it's people think that they need to invest in a place where they'd want to live like well I don't like that house Mm -hmm. like what doesn't matter that you want to live there and that it would be your standard it's important that it's a house that you could rent out and the numbers will work so so good um and and on that and then getting a house that's I like houses that are ugly ducklings with good bones, and that that sounds like that's mm-hmm. what you look for too. So amazing! Exactly. So what happened this particular house? Oh, and you had a motivated seller. Um, yeah, so, motivated, yeah motivated, seller motivated seller and a great and neighborhood. A great neighborhood. Yeah. So location. the other bonus was as we were there, it was winter, so we were in a season where not everyone is selling their home. So whoever is is probably willing to negotiate. And we had an opportunity to kind of view the block for the type of people that live there and how well they took care of their own home. So one of the things I also liked is it was around Christmas, and so people decorated. You had a neighborhood um, watch. So they, when they thought that we were going to own or occupy, they were introducing themselves to us. And so these are all things that I kind of took into my mind and kind of said, okay, well, this is a neighborhood where people care um, and they're decorating for the holidays, keeping the block clean, getting to know each other, um, which actually paid off because when we did do some of the work we did in the house, we had the neighbor next door who was willing to take out the trash in the event we weren't able to put it out when it was done, when it was trash day, which was helpful because I'm commuting from DC. Um, They didn't know that, but I knew that. Right. And so, I had um, a few trips that I made, but then I also, in the process of finishing up the house, I identified a property manager um, who would facilitate some of the day-to-day and checking on the completion of some of the contracting projects until I could get up there and do my checklist for each contractor before paying. So that was um, really helpful because, to me, that showed that this is a solid community where, you know, finding a tenant would probably be easier because the community is well-kept and it has access to shops and schools and it was still uh, rentable. So um, those are the kind of things that I look for before making that, you know, final decision to invest in Philly. That is awesome. So, okay, so, so that's how you started. And now you have properties in Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, what is your focus now? So right now I'm fortunate that all the properties are rented and they're producing some level of cash flow. 
but I haven't really figured out the next step. Um, that was sort of one of the reasons I went to a conference in September called FinCon to really help me focus on what are the next steps that I'm going to make in my businesses. Um, and at the end of FinCon, I actually came out with an inspiration to create the purpose of money.com because I had spoken to a lot of mentors there who do freelancing, who do real estate investing, which I'm also a freelance writer and financial coaching. And I was just like, you know, my passion has transitioned into really helping people one-on-one with their money while still keeping these strings of income in addition to whatever other strings I can create. So my immediate passion is to help people right now through the purposesmoney.com, the online community, and blogging where I feel like by me writing for my website and for others, I'm getting access to a lot more people that I may not be able to physically touch. But those are also other streams of income for me as well. You know, when I freelance, I'm getting paid to do so. Um, And then I have the financial coaching business where I can also, as a licensed life insurance agent, sell life insurance and other products that help people get their finances together. So I've sort of been focusing on all of that. It seems like a lot sometimes, especially with family and kids. But it's been working um, pretty well so far. And so I'm focusing on those businesses right now so that they grow and that they get stable, and then I'll pursue um, multi-units because I always liked that one-on-one, you know, single-family home option. But in the long run, I want multi-family units. I, I know the value in having one property that produces several cash flow streams because you have more than one property there. You also have more than one tenant to leverage the good and the the bad times. If one is not paying, you have someone else who still is. So my next investment, I wanted to be in that at least three to four unit range. But if I can do larger, I will. But that's my next real estate goal. But the immediate is to focus on the website and the one-on-one coaching or group coaching. All right. Very cool. And I, I love that you have all of these alternate streams of income, which is so smart because you know, the more the more you can diversify your streams of income, you know, the more likely you are to just build wealth and, and be able to flow through whatever happens because you have various you know income streams. Exactly. Exactly. Really cool. Um, I was going to ask you, though, because last week uh, Amazon just announced that they're putting one of their new headquarters in Christmas City, <laughs> which is not yes. far from you, and you're, and you're already invested in Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. are you, and I know that you're, you're saying you're focused on your on your uh, blog right now and your your financial coaching business, but are you looking to get some properties in you know, curve around there to leverage this great big new um, corporate citizen that you guys are getting. So that's interesting you mentioned it. We, um, my husband and I, kind of looked into it um, a few months in because they've been on Washington D.C. area has been on the short list for a while. We've been getting all excited about Amazon coming to D.C. for quite some time and. I think even before last week, they had mentioned Amazon had joined, like, the Washington, D.C. Council for Businesses, and everyone was like, oh, they're definitely coming. 
Um, <laughs> I I haven't specifically purchased something in Crystal City with the hope of getting Amazon workers or employees to rent for me because D.C. is very expensive. Um, in that area alone where Crystal City is located, you may be looking at two fifty two hundred to 250000 for a one-bedroom condo. And so thinking about multi-units or single family, you could be more than half a million or more. And so right now that's not my focus either because it's just going to be a huge investment in an already inflated housing market. Crystal City, Alexandria are already super expensive, and the local community is already complaining about how expensive housing is. And so it's been very competitive for investors, too, because you will literally have several bids on one place, and then, you know, cash or something gets you bumped out of the running. And it's a very limited location where there isn't really a a lot of new places to build. So what you're bidding on is an older home that probably needs electrical upgrades and a lot of work. It's just the return on your money is not as good because, of the competition because of the work you have to put in and the fact that you really don't have a lot of options, like you're, you're buying old bones. So I haven't particularly invested in Crystal City or thought about investing in Crystal City, but I am thinking about Northern Virginia, where closer to where I live because they have mentioned, but they haven't publicized as much, is that Amazon may have a main building in Crystal City but because of the number of employees that they want to bring, they're going to need annexes too. And they're looking at other parts of Northern Virginia to put those annex buildings. So you'll still have people who may want to live where I live because there's great schools and access to more affordable housing, but you still get new construction options or you have younger homes that you can invest in. And so that's something that I'm looking into to see if it makes sense. Um, but the market is just growing so fast. I remember I moved to Northern Virginia two years ago, and we already have six, seven more subdivisions than we did when we moved in. So it's, it, the growth is kind of just a little crazy, but I'm excited about it for how it benefits everyone, not just investors, but even the local community and the schools. They all improve when this kind of growth happens. So I am excited, regardless of where Amazon settles, that they're coming to our area. That's great. And it, it's every, I've, I just wrote a blog post about it on the Real Estate Investor Goddess's blog. And it's Okay. Oops. Um, technical problems. <laughs> Can you hear me again? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I had warned. I had warned you that this might happen. So, um, yeah, I love technology. It's a great and it's amazing that across the country we can have this conversation that's recorded and then everyone can hear it. But <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out as well, technologically speaking. So, um, as I was saying, yeah, I, that it is there. There are opportunities probably that are more likely in the areas outside, like not nearby, but not right right there where Amazon's going to be because it is very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And but 
but in the in nearby areas that aren't that aren't quite so hot, 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 um, mm-hmm. then there there are definitely opportunities. So very cool. Um, so one the question, the switching gears a little bit, because this is a question mm-hmm. that I always ask my guests, because I feel like we get so much more insights. Uh, and we learn so much more from our mistakes than from when things mm-hmm. have gone well. So mm-hmm. what would you say was your biggest mistake in your real estate investing career, and what did you learn from it? Mm, my biggest mistake. So it's, it's one of those things where um, it, was, it's, it it's seen as a mistake, but it was a great learning opportunity. And I would say, you know, it, if I hadn't done this, I'm just going to say this first, if I hadn't done this, I probably would not have ever started down the path of investing. So I talked mm-hmm. initially about investing in Philly, which was a great opportunity and all the stars aligned, but it was a challenge. And one of the things um, that I didn't do well is research the nitty-gritty fine print of everything you have to do when you're investing out of state. Um, but now I've become an expert at it, and so I can write books <laughs> about it and give people advice. But just, like, really knowing not just what the state requires, but what the city requires. Like, Philly is a tenant-friendly state, so it's very difficult yeah. to evict people in the winter. That's mm-hmm. one thing. And my first tenant stopped paying the rent around Christmas time. Hmm. Convenient. And I couldn't do, I mean, I could file my paper, but they got to stay in the home basically through January because you couldn't do anything in the, in the winter months. Um, and it was, a, it was one of those states being tenant-friendly that when, they, when I did take them to court, they were able to convince the judge that they loved my house so much that they should be able to stay there and I get a payment plan to make up for all the bathroom rent. Uh, that was a surprise. I didn't see that coming, and my property manager um, didn't really expect it either because, yeah, the tenant had told me they were interested in buying the home, and me trying to empower more people with home ownership was totally willing to sell it to them until they stopped paying the rent. So it's mm. one of those things where I was like, man, I tried to do the right thing. I even had told them, get a pre-approval, let's see what you qualify for, and let's work out a plan, and then life happens. Um, but in that situation, I also learned a bit of humility, too. I, you know, I am one to believe that in order to be a landlord, you have to have tough skin. If somebody doesn't pay the rent, you cannot delay how soon you pursue the eviction process because that only yeah. leads to money losses for you, right? But life does happen. So you do ask questions like, what happened? Why did you stop paying the rent? In their situation, they had some stuff come up. But then once we resolved what those issues were and got back on a schedule, when they weren't paying again, that's when we had to really take action and go for what was best for us. And it worked in our favor in the long run, but it was one of those situations where, you know, had I done a little more research and been a little more aggressive the first time, I might have gotten them out sooner, probably before the winter months, you know? So, and, and yeah. not having to accept a payment plan because they, they made a strong case in court that they love the house. Um, but that's the kind of things that now I don't tolerate, you know? Like, we, I don't have 
you know, thank goodness, missed payments now and late payments or anything because I know what the rules are. I know exactly how many days after something happens I can take action, and I take action. And I know all the paperwork because Philadelphia is really big about paperwork. So I know all the paperwork I need to file and the licenses that I need and the, and the things that can be put into the landlord's name and cannot be put into the tenant's name and things like that. I feel like those are things that new investors don't think about, and then they have a tenant, they have a home, and then they learn about well, you have to file this license and you have to do it in person and it has to be you. And, you know, those are the things that I feel like um, it's helpful to know. But yeah. I it, I'm sharing, and now I think, you know, more be in a better position. But I still think Philadelphia is a place of growth. Um, you pretty much, most people get their money back on their investment five years or less. It's booming, it's affordable, and it has, like I said, the good neighborhood, good schools. So there's people who are willing to live there. So when I did get rid of that one tenant, I didn't have a large gap between the next one. Yeah, that is so important to remember. That it is something that a lot of people don't think about and that I, I, I highlight for my students too and my, my clients about the importance of really looking at how tenant-friendly a market is and Mm-hmm. Um, because as a landlord, <laughs> it's really important that you be able to let, if somebody stops paying you, that they not be able to stay there for months and months at a time. Um, right. Because you still have to pay your mortgage. You still have to pay property taxes. You still have to pay utilities. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay insurance. And uh, especially if you're doing single families, um, you're getting zero income, but you still have to outlay and in certain right. markets, like I live in Los Angeles, it could take six plus months to get somebody out. You could lose your wow. property, or, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so those things are really important to 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 learn, and you learn that the hard way, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> hopefully, somebody listening will will learn from your mistake. Um, so the the flip side is, what are you most proud of? So. I'm most proud of the the new course of action and direction I've taken since FinCon. I feel like I had set some aggressive goals there, but I'm hitting them. So one goal was to start the PurposeOfMoney.com website, which I started like the day after FinCon finished and got the site up pretty much in a week. And then I boosted my freelance clients since FinCon, um, and joined a group of other Finconers, I guess is the name, of who we talk weekly and we kind of like put out some goals and we make sure that we're hitting them. And I'm glad that I've been able to not only stick to the conversation schedule but also the goal schedule. So I'm working, like I said, on the additional income, additional financial coaching clients, and putting good content out there for readers that will benefit and be inspired to pursue generational wealth. Uh, Because I really feel like in families, you know, men are always encouraged to be the breadwinner and to provide, but women are empowered in the same way to know that you are just as capable of, of giving this family a better foundation than it had when you joined and and just creating wealth through real estate, through businesses, through better saving practices, you know. Because I I also feel like not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, but there are ways that you can still 
empower your family through wealth and have a nine to five. It's all about how you're spending the money you do make and how are you reinvesting it into things that are bearing better fruit, right? So that's yeah. kind of what I'm most proud about because it's working. Uh, I'm getting more than family and friends to to read the site and to join the <laughs> listserv. So that's that's my Great. celebration right now. Well, well done. Um, and let me ask you a question because I, you know, I should say we're talking about outside the box finance tips and tricks, and I did not, I did not prepare you for this. But <laughs> give our our uh, listeners like just like two outside of the box finance tips. Okay, so it, Black Quick Friday finance is coming tips up. Time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Finance. Yeah. Black so, Friday. Black Friday is coming up. I'm not a personal um, Black Friday shopper, but if you insist on doing it, you should go ahead and create your list now of what you absolutely need and then start comparing what sites are saying they're going to offer and use a lot of apps that you can put on your computer or phone. So Ebates is one um, that I use because they give you cash back on your purchases, but Honey is also really good about searching coupon codes and making sure you save the most. So this week I not only did my Christmas photography pictures a little late than normal, but got them done. I also ordered my cards, and Honey saved me about 175 bucks at Shutterfly by just researching Ooh. coupon codes and applying all of them. So um, my beautiful Christmas cards that are over – a $250 value I got for like 75 or less bucks plus, you know, some other freebies I threw in there. So definitely price compare is worth it. Um, and I definitely recommend shopping online versus hitting the stores. But if you want to be amongst the crowd, just be safe, plan ahead, and sort of map out a route for you at your local mall so you can do some type of orderly shopping. Mm, great advice. I love that. And I also use Ebates and Honey, so I, I second, <laughs> second the recommendation. <laughs> um, all right, so last question before we get into our trinity. Well, two quick questions. First, um, what do you wish that you'd known at the beginning of your real estate investing career that you now, that you now know? Um, or you, you could answer what advice do you have for a woman just starting out in this field? So one of the things I recently started doing is investing in real estate uh, investment trusts. And I mm-hmm. have to be honest, before I found out about those, it was all about buying holes and flips, which made me nervous. You know, investing in a house that you have to transform before you can make any real money terrifies me. So I'm still mm-hmm. not ready to flip, but REITs or real estate investment trusts are great ways to put money in the game but not have to do the hustle and bustle of finding a tenant or finding a home. And uh, I recently invested in one that I've been following for a year. So don't just go research or Google REITs and then pick one. But research company, look at reviews, look at what they're investing in. It's a great way to get into commercial real estate without having to have millions of dollars or a group of investors to do it with you. And the one that I went with, it has um, monthly uh, returns, so you can watch the the return on your money every month. You get online access to your statements, and you get very often updates 
on what they're investing in, who are the tenants in the commercial property. Um, and I really like this company because most of the tenants are either government agencies who don't really move that far often, so you know they're pretty much going to be there for a while, or pretty stable companies that need location for a significant number of employees, so also not going to move that often. Um, and so that's one of my latest ways to diversify real estate, my real estate investing, and I wish I had done that first to sort of build yeah. capital. And then to get Pass, into the passive question. investing, I'm a big fan of that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, that's that's great advice and and something that I yeah I, I love to to teach people because a lot of people think that they have to if they're going to invest they have to do deal with the the three T's tenant toilet termites themselves <laughs> and you don't have to there are a lot of different ways in which you can invest that take very little time and are fairly right. passive. Um, so I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of this. And before we get into the Trinity, what's the best way for people to reach you and find out more about what you do? Great. So check out thepurposeofmoney.com. I have a contact page. I'm also on IG at thepurposeofmoney. And um, I would love to hear from you guys. I am always posting. I use my favorite platform these days. So check out the tips that I'm posting, the things that I'm doing, and check out the site. I cover real estate investing, health and wealth, savings tips, and just my story. So if you are looking for inspiration and more women who are trying to do what you're doing, check out thepurposeofmoney.com. All right. Purposeofmoney.com or the purpose of money on or at purpose of money on Instagram. All right, so it's time for our famed end of show Trinity. So Trinity is a brag, it's a gratitude and a desire. So how uh what's one thing you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? So I'm bragging about the progress I've made since FinCon, the relationships and the contacts, including this one. So excited to have yes. you I'm, and I'm being yeah. to this opportunity. <laughs> Well bragged. And what are you grateful for? Um, I am grateful for family, of course. It's Thanksgiving, and I'm so thankful to be with my family now. We made the road trip up to New Jersey to spend time with my sister-in-law, mother-in-law, and brother-in-law, and my kids. So I am grateful for them every day, but most especially when we can all come together, seeing as though we live across the country. Mm, Beautiful. And last but certainly not least, what's one thing you desire? I want 2019 to be my greatest year yet. So I want all of my businesses to double in income, success, and impact. And that Mm. is what I'm definitely looking forward to. I've already started planning my SMART goals for 2019, and I'm excited to see them happen. And I'm going to have my accountability group hold me accountable. So maybe in a couple of months I can report back on my progress. Fantastic. So shall your desires be or so much better than you can imagine under grace and in perfect faith. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. That was awesome. And um, as I really, really appreciate you, I too am grateful that we met at FinCon, which is an amazing conference for people who are um, – who are bloggers, podcasters, uh, YouTubers, you know, social social media personalities in the finance and investing space. So I met tons of great people there, and um, 
and I highly recommend it if that if you're interested in um, in doing that yourself or just connecting with people like me and Aquania. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, this is the day before Thanksgiving, and I just want to end the show by saying how grateful. I am to you listeners for for tuning in and being here and um, just listening to the to the to the to our amazing guests and just showing up in the beautiful amazing ways that you do. I'm so grateful to you, real estate investor goddesses out there, and to real estate investor Adonises. I know there's <laughs> there's men that listen as well. Um, I'm I'm really grateful to you guys that, sh- that show up and on this Thanksgiving week. I I hope that you you stay blessed and also are in touch with all of the many blessings that you have in your life. All right. So thank you. That's the end of our show. We will catch you next week for another incredible real estate investor goddess interview. Bye-bye.